Have you heard the story from Ann Landers uh, about the guy who died and left his uh, huge load of money to his wife under his mattress? Anyone heard that? Here's how it goes. Stories told about a man who all his life got his paycheck, cashed it, got $20, and put $20 under his mattress. This man, for, the, for his whole married life, $20 under his mattress. Then he got sick and he was about to die. As he was dying, he asked his wife, he says, I want you to promise me one thing, dear. When I die, I want you to take all that money from under the mattress and put it in my coffin so I can take it with me. All right, so that's... So he wasn't much of a husband, but uh, that's what he asked his wife to do. And she, because he's on his deathbed, she said, sure, sweetie, anything, absolutely anything you want, I'll do it. The man died, and she kept her promise. She took all the money from under the mattress, deposited it in the bank, wrote a check, and put the check in the coffin. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good way of doing it, right? Some of you are just getting it now. Oh, yeah, you can't cash the check. <coughs> Once it was said, promises are worse than lies. You don't just make them believe, you also make them hope. How do you feel when somebody makes a promise to you and doesn't keep it? How do you feel when somebody gives you their word and doesn't follow through? It's really disappointing, isn't it? I mean, you struggle with a lot of emotions disappointment, betrayal, sadness, anger. And when somebody forgets to keep their word or they don't keep their word or they just outright lie to you, what do you think about everything they say to you after that? It makes you doubt their whole character, doesn't it? When you lose trust in somebody because of them not keeping their word, you begin to doubt whether or not they said anything true to you at all. There's a lot of weight in when we make promises and when we keep our word. Let me ask you an alternative. How do you feel when somebody gives you their word and always follows through? Or goes to extreme lengths to make sure that the promise is kept. Promises are weighty things. In fact, in Ephesians chapter six, the belt of truth is the first part of the armor that we put on. Now, in Jesus' day, when... <coughs> Actually, when Jesus had ascended in Paul, the Apostles' Day, Paul uses the example of this armor of God, and he is chained to a Roman soldier. At the time, looking at the Roman soldier, begins to attribute characteristics of the Christian life to the armor. And the first piece of the armor is the belt. The belt holds the tunic in, and it hooks everything else on itself. The breastplate hooks to it, the sheaths for the legs hooked to it, everything hooks to the belt. If the belt is loose or if the belt is broken, the rest of the armor is gonna be faulted and when you go into battle, guess what's gonna happen? You're, you're gonna die because there's gonna be cracks in your armor. The belt of truth is a first part of the armor that we put on and I think Paul said it's the belt of truth, not the belt of righteousness, not the belt of salvation, not the belt of faith. Those are that's a shield, salvation is a helmet, all different things. But he attributed truth to the belt because it's the first part of the armor we put on and if we are not people of our word, people of truth, the rest of our character is gonna be called into question. Let me just put it this way. How much glee does the world get out of pastors who don't keep their word. 
They portray them on the, on the screen, on news, TV. Pastors you've never even heard about, but if they don't keep their word, they'll drop every other news item and they'll put them on the news because they look at Christians and they say, they should be people of their word. And Jesus says that too. And Paul uses that as a part of our armor, the truth that we put on. Let me simply ask you this. If you are not a person of your word, if you're not a person of truth, when you share the gospel with somebody, do you think they're gonna accept the gospel as truth? You see, every part of our character gets nailed, gets hammered on if we are not people of our word. Kingdom citizens are meant to be people of their word. And the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is about to get to the subject of keeping our word. He's dealt with anger, he's dealt with lust, and now he deals with when people of the kingdom, when kingdom citizens keep their word, and when they don't. And he says, if you follow the law, the law says you have to keep your word every single time. That's what the law says. And if you don't, you are a lawbreaker, just like lust. If you lusted, you are a, an adulterer. And if you're angry, you are a murderer. And if you break your word, you are a liar. And if you live by the law, you will die by the law. So Jesus begins with one of the greatest illustrations of keeping our word that he can think of. And guess what illustration he begins with? Marriage. He starts out in verse 31. Matthew 5, verse 31. It was also said, Jesus says, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit, what church? Adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Jesus begins with the greatest vow we can make on this earth. And that is the vow that we make in marriage. The way that I have it written in my marriage book when I do weddings is this way. I have blanks. I blank, take you blank, fill in the blank, to be my wife or husband. I promise before God and these friends, get the word promise in there, that's why it's called a vow. I promise before God and these friends to be your loving and faithful wife slash husband, to forsake all others, to share with you in plenty and want, to care with you first in, first in joy and in sorrow and sickness and in health, to join with you so that, others so that together we may serve God and others as long as we both shall live. Each person makes a promise to become these things and they make this promise with no conditional phrase. Do you get that? Whenever I sit down and do marriage counseling, 